Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Lost in Eros, Book 2, The Forest Part 3 By Bradenton Larry Chapter 4 Strange Vegetation Don and the girls are taken by surprise. Don slowly woke up from his very deep sleep. He felt a warm, soft feminine body pressed against his own. He didn't have to compare these sensations with those from the first time he'd awoken in the manor to know that Tusha was in his arms. Somehow he just knew it was her. He smiled to himself, and only then started to remember the night before, with the right, Tusha's sexual offering to the guardian of the portal, and his own deliriously erotic and ultimately painful encounter with the crone. While he reviewed these events, Don became aware, without looking around or even opening his eyes, that he was on the pillows in the witch's tent, and that quite a few other bodies were slumbering around him. Tusha shifted her weight a little in his arms, and he kissed the top of her head. She squeezed his arm, and pushed back against him a bit. Smiling, he hugged her, and kissed her tousled hair again. They lay spooned together like this for several moments, before she wriggled around in his arms to face him. They shared a sleepy smile, and then she buried her face in his chest. Don gently ran his hand over her hair, knowing that he was now wide awake, but not wanting to disturb her if she needed more sleep. After several minutes, though, Tasha looked up at him and asked, What did you find out last night? Not an awful lot, Don answered quietly. She said we're looking for the Sage of the Tower. We're supposed to go down into the valley and follow the river there to its source, where we'll find the tower. Hmm, Tusha murmured thoughtfully with a frown and her eyes still closed. Are you all right? Don asked. H.M. She looked at him and saw the concern in his eyes and said, yes, I'm all right. I feel like I got fucked enough for a year, but I'm definitely all right. I didn't know I could have that many orgasms. Did the Guardian come? Tusha paused for a moment, then said, that was amazing. Very strange, but amazing. It felt like he was coming all through my body. It kind of hurt, but maybe that's just because it was so intense. I think that's when I finally passed out. Then I woke up here with you. Why did you ask about that? Something the crone said, Don shrugged. And how was that? Don told her all about the encounter with the strange woman. So, a weird night all around, eh? She smiled. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but everyone was else was busy having an orgy while we were distracted. I thought something like that was going on, but yeah, I was distracted. I have to admit, it was extremely erotic watching you on that altar. 
Oh really, she smirked mischievously at him. Maybe next time a dark demon needs sexing up I'll watch you. Don chuckled and said, fair enough. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it seems pretty rude that they had an orgy without us. I thought you said you got fucked enough to last a year, Don said wryly. Well, I was probably exaggerating a little, but it's the principle of the thing, you know. How about you? It sounds like the crone pretty much drained you. Yeah, he admitted, but here well, obviously, I'm not exactly out of commission. Yes, I had noticed that, Tasha smiled, giving his erection a squeeze and a pull. For the past several minutes, she had been idly toying with him while they talked. Don leaned in and kissed her. Soon, they were slowly making love amongst the sleeping witches and the three girls from the manor. Though they were quiet, and not at all energetic, several drowsy people noticed what they were up to, and before long wakeful friskiness was spreading through the big tent and a lazy orgy had broken out. Only hours later, after the sex had finally run its course, again, did the company get around to washing up and eating. Then, after Cassandra had given them each a large flask of water and a pouch of fruit, both of which could be slung over their shoulders, the five travelers from the manor finally left the clearing at the top of the hill. Following the path into the valley that Cassandra pointed out, they began to work their way downhill. Eventually, they came to the foot of the hill, and Amy was the one who said, well, there's no river here. Well, maybe this is one big valley, Don offered. I don't understand, Shalonda admitted. Maybe all these hills all gradually descend to a river, and then on the other side they climb back up. So, this could take a while, eh? Amy frowned. All the more reason to keep going, Tasha smiled and led the way up the next hill. As they went, they tried to keep moving in the same general direction. Don insisted that he usually had a very good sense of direction, but pointed out that when all else failed they just needed to keep going for the lowest point, and that ought to work. It had been about noon when they had left the witches, and perhaps sated by all the fun of the morning and the night before, it was late in the afternoon before anyone mentioned sex. And then the subject came up in a fairly indirect manner, considering how comfortable they were all with each other. They had come into a stand of trees on a gentle slope. The trees were wide-spaced, so that there was a nice clearing underneath the green canopy of leaves. The trees were hung with thick green vines of some sort that ran down and through the thick mat of soft leaves that covered the forest floor. The wood seemed particularly hushed and still here, Don thought. Then Nicole giggled, that looks like a dildo. What? Amy asked with interest and then, after Nicole pointed, she said, hey, you're right. And there's another one. Shalonda had stopped and was looking with the other girls at a kind of outgrowth on the sides of one of the vines. Taking a closer look, Don had to admit that they were right. The vines did seem to have what looked like natural dildos of different sizes and slightly different shapes growing out of them at intervals. That's pretty weird, Tasha admitted. She had been in the lead, but had come back to see what all the fuss was about. Still, I'd prefer the real thing, Amy grinned. Pulling her tank top up over her head, exposing her full breasts, she sauntered over to Don and said, What do you say, Professor? Can you help a girl out? Don chuckled but looked to Tasha. He knew they were trying to make time toward the river, and didn't want to slow things down if the others weren't ready for a break. However, Tasha was merely watching with a smile, 
As Amy dropped to her knees in front of Don and reached up under his kilt for his organ, which was already thick in anticipation. Sex break. Nicole shouted, laughing, as she tore off her own top and then grabbed for Shalonda. Don watched as the two dark-skinned girls fell into the leaves while they stripped each other's clothes off. In front of him, Amy had pushed his kilt up and was already working her warm, wet mouth up and down on his shaft, which was responding by quickly hardening for her. Don dropped his staff, water flask and pouch on the ground and pulled his t-shirt off, and then undid his kilt, letting both items fall on the leaves. Now naked, he concentrated on the wonderful sensations of Amy's tongue and lips on his cock. He held her head in his hands as he fucked slowly in and out of her mouth. Looking up momentarily, Don saw that Nicole and Shalonda had already gotten themselves into a 69, and that Tasha was standing over them watching, with her left hand up under her skirt and her right clutching at right breast. He looked back down, then, to watch Amy's pretty face as she sucked enthusiastically on him. She looked up at him with unmistakable pleasure glittering in her eyes. Out of the corner of his eye, Don noticed that Tasha was undressing and had knelt down next to the other two girls, though she was now watching Don and Amy. Remembering some of the other things Tasha had enjoyed watching, he bent down and said to Amy, get on your hands and knees for me. Fun. Amy said with a grin, as she let go of his cock and turned around in the leaves. She bent over and presented her behind. Kneeling, Don grinned over at Tasha and pushed Amy's skirt out of the way. Without any preliminaries, he took the fat head of his cock, wet with Amy's saliva, and pushed it into her very hot and willing pussy. Taking Amy's waist in his hands, he immediately set to fucking in and out of her vigorously. Amy grunted happily and shoved back against his thrusts. Tasha watched for a few moments with a smile on her face and her hand busy between her legs, but then finally bent down to run her hand over Nicole's back. Soon, she was laying with the other two girls in a happy confusion of legs and arms, pusses and tits, laughing, wet mouths and playful fingers. With a happy grin on his face, Don concentrated on giving Amy a proper fucking. He admired the view of her upturned backside and his thick cock shaft sliding in and out of her, as well as her strong back and her strawberry blonde hair all messed up. He felt her fingers reaching back to play with herself as he fucked her, and it wasn't long before she was gasping out in a long, loud orgasm. Don thought he must still be depleted after his night with the crone, and from the single orgasm he'd had earlier with Tasha, because he could tell he was nowhere near ready to come. He leaned over Amy's back, kissed her shoulder, and said, why don't we go over and join the others? Good idea, Professor, she breathed. The other three welcomed them cheerfully, and it wasn't long before Don was looking down into Nicole's face as he slowly but firmly screwed her, while Tasha was in the middle of a little daisy chain hungrily going down on Amy, while Shalonda pleasured Tasha with her own lips and tongue. Aside from the rustling of leaves that they were all causing, they were all making enthusiastic sounds of pleasure and carnal joy. As a result, nobody noticed the additional rustling as a number of things moved slowly through the leaves toward and around them. Don was holding Nicole's wrists up over her head, which he had learned really turned her on, and felt some of the vines under the leaves brushing against his knuckles. He was also dimly aware that something had gotten wrapped around his ankles, but he paid it no mind. Don was too intent on fucking Nicole's sweet, tight pussy to worry about getting tangled in the undergrowth. 
Only when he felt something gripping his ankles tightly and pulling did he look around and say, what the fuck? As if on signal, he was hauled back, out of Nicole's delicious embrace, and up into the air, where he dangled, swinging back and forth. At the same time, there were shrieks from the girls. Don twisted around and craned his neck. It seemed that they had all been ensnared by vines and hauled up into the air. Off to his right, Don could see Shalonda, who was also hanging upside down. By struggling, he could see that Amy was hanging from her wrists, as was Nicole. Tasha had somehow been caught by both wrists and one ankle. Is everyone okay? Don asked. A chorus of alarmed voices assured him that they were. He couldn't see what the others were doing, but he and Shalonda both tried to bend themselves up to get at the vines wrapped around their ankles. This was easier for the younger, lighter and more flexible Shalonda. Don made an abortive effort at loosening the vines before falling back down. He watched as Shalonda struggled to no avail. As she worked, new vines came down from the branches overhead and wrapped around her wrists. In another moment, she was hoisted upward, so that her head was again above her feet, though she was now spread-eagled, face down, high over the ground. At a loss for any other options, Don bent his knees in turn, so that he began to swing a bit from side to side. Once he started moving, he bent to the side to add momentum. The branches overhead creaked as Don and the vines that bound him moved through the leaves. He was dimly aware that other vines were descending toward himself and his friends, but he concentrated on increasing his arc of motion. Unfortunately, a thick strong vine caught him around the waist and brought him to an abrupt halt. Then, he was pulled upward, so that he was in a more or less upright position. The blood ran out of his head and he felt suddenly dizzy. But as soon as he could Don began to struggle against the vines that held him. He couldn't budge the vine that was wrapped around his midsection, though. Looking around at his companions, Don saw that more vines were moving along their naked limbs. He noted that the vegetative dildos they had noticed earlier seemed to be leading the way. In alarmed fascination, he watched as a thick green phallus pushed itself between Tasha's legs and into her vagina. Though she struggled against the invasion, the bizarre penis was soon up inside her, and then it began to move in and out of her slowly. At the same time, it was apparently expanding and contracting, pulsing visibly as it fucked her. Don saw that similar dildo-tipped vines were now violating Amy and Nicole. Looking to his side, Don could see that Shalonda not only had a vine penetrating her pussy, but that a thinner stalk seemed to have worked its way into her butt. It wasn't long before all the women had stopped struggling against their bounds, but were moaning and whimpering in pleasure at what the vines were doing to them. Only Don was so far unmolested by the strange plants, but he couldn't do anything against the strong fibrous tendril wrapped around him. He watched and listened in a weird mixture of horror and excitement as the women began to come under the ministrations of the vines. Helpless to do anything else, Don saw Tasha twisting and trembling as the vine inside her pulsed and moved inside her until she was crying out in orgasmic delirium. Nicole came hard too, followed by Amy. When Shalonda finally climaxed she let out a scream that echoed in the forest, and Don could see that tears ran down her cheeks. The vines did not stop, though, but continued to fuck the women steadily. Before long, Don was witness to another round of loud orgasms. After that, the next set came quicker, and Shalonda wasn't the only one crying. After what seemed to be six or more orgasms, 
without the vines giving any sign of stopping, all the women were raggedly gasping for mercy. Don pounded on the thick vine that held him in impotent fury. Then, Tusha cried out incoherently. Don could see that the dildo protuberance inside her was now at its thickest about four times as thick as it had been when it had entered her. There seemed to be some sort of spasm in the plant's fibers, and then Tusha shouted out. Don watched as a thick, syrupy substance leaked out of Tusha and down her legs. There seemed to be a great deal of the viscous substance, and it kept spilling out of Tusha until it was spilling down onto the leaves below. The other women were now experiencing the same thing, as one by one the viney pricks came up inside them copiously. Gallons of the sappages were shot into his companions and spilled on the forest floor. Don watched as the odd green cocks slowly withdrew from his companions. Each of the women hung from their restraining vines limply, wrung out from their exertions. Slowly, almost gently, the entire party was lowered to the ground, which was now sticky with vine cum. As soon as he was released, Don sprang over to Tusha. Are you okay? he asked. No, she breathed. I am definitely not okay. Let's get the hell out of here. All of the women had trouble walking, but only Nicole needed to be carried. With the tiny young woman in his arms, Don led the others downhill away from the clearing under the trees. They didn't stop until they found a stream, where the women proceeded to wash each other diligently. Even the usually adventurous and cheerful Amy said that she had not had a good time. Sitting on a rock by the side of the stream, Tusha said, being forced to come like that, so many times. Not fun, Amy scowled. And that felt like a fire hose inside me, Nicole said, when it came. Don was acutely aware of the fact that he had neither suffered nor helped, so he kept his mouth shut. He wanted to talk about how weird it was that such a plant would even exist, but could tell that no one else was in any mood to discuss botany at the moment. We'll have to be careful where we take our breaks from now on, Shalonda observed. You can say that again, Tasha agreed, glaring at the trees around them. Asterisk. Chapter 5. Midnight Interlude. Tasha sagged against the X-shaped cross, sleeping fitfully and uncomfortably. She was apparently forgotten by her captors, who had obviously feasted and fucked themselves to unconsciousness. Worn out by her struggles, and having given up on the possibility of freeing herself, Tasha had resigned herself to trying to get as much rest as she could in her current situation. Still, all she was able to get were little catnaps, frustratingly brief. She would be in the middle of a pleasant dream, and any dream that didn't have her tied up in this old ruin of a castle was a pleasant dream, when she would wake up, painfully reminded of the discomfort in her limbs and particularly her shoulders. In one of these waking moments, she thought there was someone there with her in the dark. A motion or a soft footfall betrayed someone nearby. Hello. Tasha tried. Her voice came out as a dry croak. She tried to clear her throat, but that only made her cough. Quiet little slaps, the sound of bare feet on the stone floor, hurried away in the dark. Cursing silently to herself, Tasha scowled at the shadows around her. She was sure she could hear someone, somewhere in the castle, moaning in sexual pleasure. Tasha was acutely aware of how terribly horny she was, in spite of her predicament. Since coming to Eros, but before being captured by the warrior women, Tasha hadn't gone more than a few hours without sex. The XYZ made sure she and everyone else was perpetually in the mood. Now, though, denied release, 
Tasha's libido was on a slow boil. She wondered if the bare feet or another pair were coming back. Tasha could make out a small figure moving from shadow to shadow approaching her. In the pale moonlight that came through the few windows in the hall, she could see that a naked petite, brunette girl was carrying a bucket over to the cross. Shush, the girl hissed when she stopped in front of Tasha. She put the bucket down and then raised a ladle up, tipping delicious cool water into Tasha's mouth. Tasha drank it down eagerly and then all of the second ladle full. She whispered, thank you. I brought some food, too, the girl said. Bending over to undo a small bundle she had brought and laid on the ground, she then brought an apple up and held it so Tasha could take a bite of it. While Tasha chewed, she said, they say you were with the goats. Goats? You mean the satyrs? I guess so, the girl said, giving Tasha another bite of apple. The ones with horns, goat legs and big dicks. Tasha chuckled a little, swallowed and said, yeah, those are the ones. They say all they think about is fucking women, the girl said as she continued to feed Tasha. Yeah, Tasha said around the mouthful of apple, that's about it. Can you tell me about them? I don't suppose you could untie me first. Tasha suggested. Oh no, I couldn't, the girl gasped. The sisters would beat me terribly. The sisters? You know the women who tied you up, the girl explained. They call themselves the sisterhood. Calling the warrior women who ran this castle sisters made them sound like Catholic nuns, and that thought made Tasha chuckle. I'm only supposed to clean you up, but I brought food and water, she reminded Tasha. Fine, Tasha nodded. Keep feeding me that apple and I'll tell you what you want to know. Over the course of that hand-fed supper of what became two apples, Tasha told the girl about her first encounter with the satyrs, and how they chased her, caught her and had their way with her. As the girl pressed her for details, Tasha obliged, and admitted that she had made the most of what was at best a bad situation, and at worst rape. Tasha had to admit to herself that, as rough as her treatment by the satyrs was, it was much better than the incident with the trees had been, and that she had found herself having fun, up to a point. The girl, though, wasn't interested in hearing about Tasha's emotional reactions, or any ethical considerations. Instead she wanted details about how the satyrs had fucked her, particularly about the times when Tasha had serviced more than one of them at a time. The first night, there was a lot of that, Tasha admitted. On being pressed, she said, yes, in my pussy, my ass and my mouth. Then, well, I didn't do much of it before, but I was getting used to it. And, usually on my hands and knees, or sitting on one of them. It sounds like a lot of fun, the girl enthused. She had finished feeding Tasha, had given her another ladleful of water, and was now getting the cloth she had carried the apples in wet in the bucket. Oh, it wasn't that bad, I guess, Tasha said, as the girl stood on tiptoes to wipe down her bound right arm. The rough, wet cloth felt very good on Tasha's skin. After pausing a moment, Tasha went on, saying, they never wanted to hurt me really, just fuck me, whether or not I wanted to. I made it better on myself by wanting to, at least once they caught me and for the first few hours. The girl rinsed the cloth and began to wash Tasha's left arm. I would love to be fucked for hours. Well, after that it started to get old, Tasha admitted. She was enjoying the caress of the cloth, and was more than a little turned on by the horny little brunette. They let me sleep finally. They were kind of sweet about it, for them anyway. 
The next morning, though, after breakfast, it was more fucking. They just kept at it all day long, with only short breaks. All at the same time, the girl asked as she moved the cloth over Tasha's forehead and cheeks. She stood very close as she wiped down Tasha's neck. Um, not so much, Tasha said. By then it was mostly one after the other. It was exhausting, and started to get monotonous. Monotonous? The girl was lingering over Tasha's breasts. Out boring, Tasha shuddered as the rough cloth moved over her erect and straining nipples. We don't get to fuck cocks, the girl said as she moved her washcloth down over Tasha's abdomen. She was breathing on Tasha's skin. The men are just for the sisters. We serving girls have each other and the sisters when they want us. I can't imagine being bored with fucking. As the girl rinsed and wrung out the cloth, Tasha said, well, let me put it this way, the satyrs weren't exactly good lovers. They were good fucks, sure amazing stamina and energy. But they weren't ever trying to make sure I was having a good time. Sex is so much better when you're with someone who is interested in your pleasure, as much as his or her own. The girl was on her knees now, moving the washcloth over Tasha's legs. She said, I guess I understand that. Besides, cocks can be a lot of fun, but after a while, I like to have a woman's touch, if you know what I mean. Like this, the girl asked as she ran her fingertips up along the inside of Tasha's thigh and then very lightly over her pussy lips. Tasha shivered and said, God yes. Shush, the girl hissed. I'm only supposed to clean you up. If we wake someone up, we'll both be in trouble. Then she leaned in and kissed Tasha's exposed pussy. Tell me what happened then. Oh, ah, uh, well, they kept me busy, fucking me that day. I was in no shape to try to escape, and I never got a chance anyway. Yes, that feels so good. Don't stop. The girl stopped licking Tasha's pussy and clit, looked up at her with a face shiny with Tasha's nectar, and said, with a playful grin, keep telling me the story then. Yes, okay. Knowing what the girl wanted to hear, Tasha said, we all fell asleep for a while, and then, I woke up when I felt one of them fingering me. Yes, like that, only not so nicely. Tasha wished she could hold the girl's head in place, keep her mouth on her, but all she could do to that end was to keep telling her story. Even though we'd been fucking all day, my pussy was wet, and I wanted to fuck some more. I got up on my knees and he pushed his cock in me and started to fuck me. We weren't trying to be quiet so we were grunting there, and that woke up the other two. They started to play with my tits, which felt very good. Then the one, who was fucking me, pulled me up and back, so I was lying back against his chest. God, that feels so good, don't stop. Ah, uh, then one of the others got in front of me. He took his cock and pushed it into my pussy, right in my pussy with the other cock. It felt amazing. They fucked me like that me between the two hairy goat men, two cocks inside my pussy. I came so hard. Oh God. Oh God. Yes, yes. Tasha clenched her teeth to keep from shouting out. She pulled against her restraints and the cross creaked as she tensed every muscle in her body. Then the orgasm exploded through her body. She twisted and writhed against the wooden frame as the little girl's tongue and lips pulled her on and on into a flood of fiery release. The girl kept at it, and Tasha came again and again, until she collapsed against the cross, spent. After a few moments, Tasha felt the washcloth wiping up the insides of her thighs, 
cleaning up her own juices. When she was done, the girl stood up in front of Tasha and asked, what happened then? Tasha sighed, the rest of the night was more of the same, fucking and more fucking. We finally all fell asleep. When I woke up, they were gone. I have no idea what happened, but they were gone. The next thing I knew, before I could even get up off the ground, I was surrounded by the sisters and men who brought me here. Why don't you do what they ask, the girl asked. Well, partly because they didn't ask, Tasha smiled. You said the satyrs didn't ask. Yes, but they weren't mean. I think I understand, the girl nodded. I'm Tasha, by the way. I'm Nina. Thank you, Nina. For everything. You're welcome, Nina smiled. I hope they untie you soon. Me too. Nina then took her bucket, washcloth, ladle and two apple cores, and disappeared into the shadows. Tasha tried to get some more sleep. To be continued. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you've found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.